You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. The love of Jesus has changed my life. I've seen His beauty and heard His word. Now I worship at the feet of Christ who redeemed me with gifts. This is a special edition of Adoration, and tonight I had the honor and privilege to be having a conversation with Felton Baker, better known by his program name, which is called The Word with Shep, and he's featured on YouTube. Just a real brief introduction about this great man of God is that he actually got to know me as I was doing a program called Straight Talk where I was being interviewed by Marlon Brown. 
And Marlon has this segment that's called The Journey. Little did I know that Shep, as I'll call him, uh, had previously done a journey and he actually caught my journey, which is a, a bit mm -hmm. testimonial and conversational. And we struck up a friendship through comments on our respective YouTube channels and decided, hey, let's do something together and just show our prospective audiences that, you know, we're better together. And so what you're getting ready to see and hear is a wonderful conversation that we had together. I pray that you enjoy it and be blessed by it. Amen. Well, Shep, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> Man, I, I want to tell you uh, right off the bat that um, it was really encouraging, um, you know, how we have a connection already through a program on YouTube called Straight Talk uh, with Marlon Brown. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm not realizing that when you reached out to me to give me an encouraging word, at that point, I had not re realized that you had also been featured on his program as well during the journey. And so, okay. you know, I had to go back and I had to, you know, find out, okay, what is this guy all about? Um, and I was just uh, tickled that um, God would unite us through that program that we could now, you know, have our own conversation back and forth and, you know, <laughs> become brothers, man, uh, to, to uh, have someone to share a conversation with, because I'm sure you would agree, some of the conversations as it relates to the things of Yahweh to God cannot be had by just anybody. And mm -hmm. so yeah. <laughs> honestly, and I'll let you talk too, but honestly, I just am so excited to be able to talk about things on a different level where I don't have to um, kind of sidestep some of the more weightier issues of truth but just to really mm -hmm. be able to just have a open conversation about any aspect of Yahweh God and to be able to have that in a, a manner in which, hey, I'm praying that I will pick up some things and grow from you. And maybe, just maybe, <laughs> there's something that I might share that also might help you in your own growth. So I, I'm going to stop talking and you can yes. just say whatever you need to say. Yes. Well, um, I'm grateful for this opportunity to chat with you as well. Uh, when I saw you on Marlon's um, journey and um, listened to your testimony, one of the things I looked for, uh, you know, being in around the church and I mean, I've been in church since I've been a kid. Um, so I know the language lingo the you know how we do things say things and been ministering since about the age of 17 and so preachers talk 
you know, you kind of get used to it. But what I saw in what you were saying, I saw like a, uh, the best way I can describe it, I'm not seeing a literal flame, but when a man has passion for the most high, okay? When he has passion for the anointed savior, the one we know is Jesus Christ, you may hear me refer to him as Yashin. And that's just a root word that, that's included in the word Yahshua. It means savior, Yeshua means uh, he who saves. Um, you could kind of feel that there's a relationship. It's not just someone talking about uh, the most high, talking about his son. It's like, no, I've had an encounter with him. And so what I did uh, after I saw the program with you and Marlon, I went to your um, YouTube channel and um, you and Myra was doing a teaching. And so I listened to it all the way through. And what I listened for, again, being from the church world or whatnot, you know, sometimes you can hear the gravy and people raising their voice and inflection of their voice. But it was like a serious approach toward the words of the Most High, the words of his son. And I remember when I, you know, because I've been on YouTube for a little while now, and I really don't do a lot of, when the Most High speak to me to come and teach, I get in front of this camera and I come and teach. Um, but I saw... I'm like, I want to encourage him and his wife, you know, and I say, I want to, but I really believe the most high was telling me, no, you call and you encourage him and let him know, you know, um, to keep going regardless of what's going on. And so as you mentioned earlier, when you are, when you're serious about the most high, when you're serious about Christ, sometimes it's hard to have dialogue or conversation with people on the love affair, if you will, the love between you and the Savior. It's a, it's a, uh, as A.W. Tozer talks about it, you know, the, 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 the barber shop talk is not, a, is not enough. You want to really engage in talking about him. You know, you like what he means to you. And, and, and I just, that's something that I've longed for over the years, but I'll tell you the truth. It'll be 40 years this year since the age of 17 when I gave my life to Christ, you know, that I've been pursuing him. And by no means am I perfect but I am perfected. I'm trying every single day let my mind be renewed. And so it's just good to be able to have a conversation with somebody that uh, understands certain things. I know it because I've listened to you, to your broadcast. Amen. Um, I, I appreciate that. I, I have to tell you, um, I was shocked. Um, I literally had reached out to Marlon less than a week before that thing aired. I could not believe that he responded so quickly. I felt like right there, that had to be divine intervention. Um, mm. You know, because uh, again, I, I too, I listen for the things that are not churchisms. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, you know, and and what I'm really listening for is not like. I always have to be in a hundred percent agreement with <laughs> right, a person right. or even maybe I don't even understand everything that they may be laying down. But what I do look for is does that person have integrity? Do they give me mm -hmm. the impression that they are actually seeking the face of God? Yes. Yes. Then, yes then I can, I yes. can, I can receive that and I can listen. And, you know, 
when you reached out, I said, wow, man, this is really, it's not the, the, the usual comment response that someone would give on a YouTube channel. When you said that you wanted to encourage me and Myra and that you would pray for us, immediately I knew that, you know what, this dude is somewhere else and he's not playing around with the gospel. And mm -hmm. it made me want to pursue you, get to, to know more about you. And so, like I said, I, I hijacked your channel. I, I, I can't say that I've gone through <laughs> everything, but I have taken pieces of some of the content that you put out there. And, and I just, again, I, I just want to encourage you now that, man, I know that, number one, you love God Almighty. And I know Absolutely. that the things of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, I know that you care uh -huh. enough and you will say whatever needs to be said in truth, no matter mm -hmm. what that reaction might be from the general public. Mm -hmm. Because I got to tell you that the things that I look for is like if a person is super popular with the masses, I doubt if they are talking about the most time. Okay. Because we <laughs> we agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 And and you know, um I'm I'm a tad bit older than you, um based on those those uh numbers you threw out there. Yeah. But what I will say is that as I've not only gotten older in my biological age, but now have been more seasoned in uh, the things of the spirit, um, it has taken me to a, a place now where I really uh, have to just say what needs to be said as God reveals those things to me. Um, right. Because Man, there's just so much going on out there, so much misteaching, so much uh, 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 folks that are literally prostituting the word of God for their own gain. And while I don't necessarily consider myself as being like an ultra apologist, I do feel like when things are going on in the atmosphere that can affect the people of God and that offend God himself, if I don't say something about it, if I don't address it, then I'm actually more guilty than they are because I know the difference. Right, right, and, right. And I know right. you know too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, 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 and I know you know. It, it, <laughs> You know, you hit you hit one of the keys there. Yeah. For me, <clears throat> I guess if I was to ball everything down, I like to get to simplicity. I like for something to be simple. Um, you know, you got all of the commandments that, that are laid out in the Old, Old Testament. 
and all of, you know, I, I like to look for something that I could really put my hand on. When, when Christ was said, he answered the question. They asked him, what is the great commandment, right? And he came back and said, well, the first and great commandment is to love the Lord thy God, thy whole heart, soul, and mind. Second is to love thy neighbors thyself. That created a, a priority for me, okay? I got to first love him. So now in order to love him, I got to understand what love me, right? Uh, and not trying to borrow it from the movies and all of that because they're dealing with different types of love. But when I found out that it meant, and the scripture backs it up, to deny myself so that he can be pleased. So when I approach the scripture and I read it and I find out what he wants, then I look at my neighbor, that's the second commandment, which is lower than the first. I look at my neighbor and he may want something or she may want something. If that thing doesn't line up with what he wants, it's not being mean, it's not being arrogant, it's not being anything like that. It's simply, I love this person and this is what he wants. And hey guys, did you see in the scripture? Here's what he wants and that doesn't agree with it. And what I found out is when you do that, especially within uh, the church system, like I grew up, I grew up in the Baptist church, okay, as a boy, um, uh, was licensed at age of 17, uh, okay. left and went into the military. I, I then, as I moved around, I joined a, another church. It was a Pentecostal church. And um, so while I was doing that, they as a minister, you're like, hey, young man, you really, you're serious about God. You really take things serious. We're considering, you know, sending you before the board of elders. You know, you got to go to this board. I'm like, well, I really didn't care much about titles, whatever that meant. But if I could serve God's people in a greater capacity where I could help them, so be it. And I learned a lot through the system of the church. And I've said this in some of my messages before, like the pastor that wanted to send me before the board of elders. He had some other people in his church that he wanted that that he said, I cannot send you without recommending them because they've been here longer than me. So I learned at an early age right then that, OK, not that I want this, but shouldn't it be God uh, 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 the I am saying? This person needs to be in this position, because what they're going to be doing, Mac, is they're going to be serving uh, people on God's behalf. One of my my definition for ministry is service to mankind on God's behalf. Me and you, we're doing his work on his behalf. The people are who he loves. And he's trusting us as tools because he's not going to leave heaven. He's already inside of us, you know, the Holy Spirit. And he's trusting us to be available to do whatever he wants. And so I learned from that and over the years that he doesn't need my ability. He needs my availability. Uh, he could give ability to anybody, but he can't make everybody available, Mac. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A yeah. person can have gifts and talents, but if they won't yield, what good are they to anyone? I mean, it's like I, I use a horse, right? Like you go out and the rancher goes out and he sees this Mustang or whatever a breed of horse it is. And he's like, wow, I want this to be on my on my ranch. So he goes out and he put the rope around the horse's neck, brings him back. Nobody's riding the horse, brings him back to the ranch. The, 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 the animal's fast, he has muscles. I mean, he can see the use that this animal could have in pulling things and getting some of the burdens taken care of. But what good is that horse to that rancher if he doesn't yield? So then you go through the breaking process, you know, where he has to say, hey, look, I got to try to mount you and ride you so you can understand. I'm not here to hurt you, but you've been created to be useful, you know, to the ranch. In our case, we've been created to be useful to the kingdom, the body of Christ. But if we buck 
you know, every time he gets on to say, well, Mac, I want you to do this, but well, I want to do this. And Felton, I want you to do this. Well, well, I want to do this. What good are we to him? So what my primary, uh, I hear people talk all the time and they said, well, the main thing is souls, souls, souls. Well, I agree that we want souls, but Mac, I'm going to be honest with you. One of the things I found out is once those souls come into the kingdom, the next yeah. important part is perfecting them to the standard of the Lord Jesus Christ so far as how they think and operate. Because even though they may be born again, they have no use to the kingdom other than themselves if they don't learn how to yield. You see? And so my ministry, the, not my ministry, the ministry that he's given me, the task that he's given me is to prepare the saints. When I come, it's like a gardener, right? He goes out and he looks, you got the seed. But in my mind, I see what's on the package of the seed. Certain seeds, when you buy them, They'll show you the watermelon on the seed. I mean, on the package, yeah. but on the inside, that's not a watermelon. Okay. On the inside is the potential seed. On the outside is the reality, right? My yes. focus and my burden is to take that seed and like a farmer, cultivate, nurture it until it goes from seed stage to root stage to stem stage and finally to fruit stage. And I back this up with the word of God because Christ taught about the soil and the seed and he mentioned the dirt and he showed how, you, get, you know, the seed could be picked up by a bird and never gets planted. So it got the devil took it out in the seed stage, right? Then you got the one yes. where you plant it, but you plant it on top of rocks, right? A little bit of dirt. So it tries to grow and the dirt represents the heart. It tries to grow, but the sun is hitting it and it's trying to roots and the tentacles are trying to go down. There's nobody to go down. Because of bitterness, hard things in our lives that keep us from being available. So he deals with that type of soul. Then he says, okay, we're going to go to the choking of the, of, of the plant. That means the plant has roots. The roots is not the problem anymore. The problem now is the association. What's beside the thing that's growing? You're growing up by something that's going to harm you. That even though you're going past the seed stage and you're going past the root stage. Now as you try to come into the stem stage or shoot stage, should I call it? The shoot stage. The enemy is still coming after you. Now the briars and the thorns are trying to wrap themselves around you, the cares of the world, the seepiness of riches, other things entering in. So my job is to articulate to the saints how to maintain ground that's conducive for growth. 30, mm. 60, 100 fold. I'm aiming for 100 fold. You know, that's the type of guy I am. <laughs> you know, if you can produce the max, give him the max. So then you want to give them scriptures that can help. And one of the things I do, and I'm, I'll stop. Man, I know this is the same way with both of us. We get talked about the word. It's like fire. You, you know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's my life and I love it. But like in Colossians 1 and 9, one of the things I, yes. I, I prayed for me and I tell, I give it to saints. You know, I had a, a meeting just the other day uh, and I was sharing with some saints. And I said, look, I said, make this prayer your own. Paul prayed for the church at Colossae. You know, it's in Colossians chapter one. He said, I heard about your love, your love in the Holy Spirit. You know, well, your love in the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Well, they love the Holy Spirit. At the heart of love, agape love is self-denial. If self-denial is not there, there is no God type of love. God type of love right. calls for self-denial. Okay. He demonstrated sin in his son and he denied himself to send us his son. God so loved the world, he denied himself. Now, these people love the Holy Spirit. That means they love being led by him. So what did he tell them? He said, I pray that you may be filled, right? Filled, mm -hmm. imbued, right? Imbued, permeated, influenced, saturated. I pray that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Whose will? The one we know is Jesus Christ. 
Yeshua, the one I call Yeshua. I use the Old Testament word that, that Isaiah used for Satan. And so, yes. um, so now I get filled with the knowledge of his will. But that's not good enough. Now you've got knowledge of his will. But now it's greater than just studying these letters. He said that, and uh, he said that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And here's where a lot of the Ooh. church is stunned because they get activity. The pastor say, uh, he'll say, say what I say. Uh, stand up and turn around so many times. They're used to going through the calisthenics and all of these things, but actually setting down, letting the word become a part of them, digesting it, going past that, uh, 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 the, the C stage and the different stages that I explained and actually getting it on the inside. Once it gets on the inside, like the food you ate this morning or yesterday, it's going through and it's now working in your body to help your muscles and it's in your blood and all of that. The word becomes a part of you. He goes on to say, and I'm, I'm gonna try to make this quick. He said that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Why do you need to be filled with the knowledge of his will with all wisdom and spiritual understanding? That you may walk worthy of the Lord. This is key. Mm. This is not you going to be an usher. This is not you going to be a choir director. This is not you trying to become a bishop. Before you do any of that, walk worthy. There's a standard that he has. And as disciples, that's what we do. We choose him, then we submit to him, and we learn from him. So now once we walk worthy, what does that mean? If my character is not matching his character, now my spirit is changed. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, whole things are, uh, all things become new. But my mind, this is the problem right here. This is the problem. We saw it with Israel. You bring them out of Israel, you bring them out of Egypt, but physically, but their minds are still in Egypt. So they rebel against the Most High. It's that Satan sitting down saying, look, this is what he wants. This is what I want. Because I'm his and I love him, I got to deny myself. Forget what I want. St. Matthew 16, I forget the verse, maybe 18, 20, somewhere down in there. Christ said, if a man is going to follow me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross. He's not talking about the wooden beam. That's a whole nother teaching. I'm, I'm going to get He's not talking about yeah. the wooden beam there. He's talking about exposure to death. Pick up your exposure to death. When you follow me, somebody may kill you for what you believe. It don't mean go get yeah. a wooden cross and put it on your back. He's talking about exposure to death, right? And so then after that, let me calm down. I get so excited when, when I'm talking about the word. So no, then no, we no, want no. worthy of you. You know, Father, what pleases you? One of the things I prayed, and this helped me spiritually, but it showed so far as the social, uh, the social dynamic, uh, interaction with people, it probably hasn't helped with that. But I asked the most high to let me feel about things how you feel. I prayed that prayer. Because okay. I felt like that's one of the best ways that I can make sure when I go to do something that I'm thinking like you think. And Mac, he has begun to do that. And what that brings with it is not just studying the word, not just giving a message, but feeling how he felt when he expressed the message. You see what I'm saying? When Christ yes. went into the temple and took the whip, because he looked and said, hold up, you all have taken my father's house, which is a house of prayer, a house of worship, a house of communication with the most high, and you made it into a den of thieves. Or if you look at other, go deeper into it, a house of merchandise. And in many ways, that's how the church has become today. It's a oh. place of merchandise. We prostitute our gifts. I've had people ask me to come and, and do things. You know, I mean, you go and you speak, man, you go speak, they pay you. I know one church, I, I went and preached, did what I love doing, speaking God's word. You know, giving you $500, you're like, whoa. I meant, okay. 
uh, is there somebody in the audience that need a light bill that can be paid? I mean, this is a good little bit to be giving me for something that I just enjoy doing. I'm grateful <laughs> that they want to. But what I'm saying is, it's it's become like I'm a business major, right? I, I graduate business school, so supply and demand that's business, right? If you have that's right, uh, that's right. a demand, so you can have all the supply in the world, but if there's no demand, <laughs> you're not going to be successful. You see, that's going to affect the price and everything else. There needs to be a demand. The Most High has a great supply of grace, a great supply of wisdom, a great supply of courage. But there needs to be a demand in the hearts of the saints for it. And what's happened is the system has diverted the hunger of the people. Where now they're hungry for titles. They're hungry for association to be able to say, I go to this person's church and this person's my bishop. No, no, no. Read the scripture. Paul said, because he was confronted with this. He said, look, I've heard some things about y'all in Corinthians. He said, some of you are saying you are of Apollos. You're saying you have Cephas. You're saying, some of y'all even say you of me. He said, hold up, mm -hmm. I didn't baptize none of y'all. I didn't baptize none of y'all. <laughs> then he thought about it and said, save for Stephanus. I think Stephanus was one he baptized. He said, who is Apollos? And who is Paul? We are but laborers. Mac, me and you are farmhands. We have gifts. Yes. We don't own the farm. Our job is to get out there, and if it's time to pick the okra, pick the okra. If it's time to plant the tomatoes, plant the tomatoes. If it's time to do different things. So Paul says, one man watereth, that's the work of a farmhand. One man plant, that's the work of a farmhand. One man water, that's the work of the farmhand. But the increase comes from the most high. And so it takes a level of humility. If the most high is going to trust you to receive the flow of his gifts, his endowments. He must have humility. In fact, the Bible says he resists the proud, but he gives grace mm. to the humble. And my brother, that's why grace is coming your way. That's why grace is coming your way. You and Myra, that, you don't have to worry about all the other things. I'm, in fact, I'll say this to you. Things that don't want to even make sense, you ain't going to have to worry about it because what he's going to do is protect that, which says, my most high, I'm here for your existence. He will do all the other things. And that's one of the reasons why I believe he had me to encourage you. Because I saw that humility. Humility in heart. Humility don't mean that you don't understand. It doesn't mean that you let people just push you around. What it says is I'm teachable and I want to know. I want to uh, uh, absorb. I want to be taught. I don't look at myself. I know I'm a teacher. My gifting, yes, I've become called the pastor. Some people have tried to tell me I'm a prophet. I, I let them talk. I don't care about the titles. I want to see the function. Don't tell me who you are. Bring me in the room, and I'll watch you, and I'll tell you who you are. If when you get in the room, every time a water pipe breaks, you go over and get some plastic PVC pipes, and you fix it, I'm going to say, this guy's a plumber. If every time Absolutely. I see you in the room, and there's an, uh, elect uh, something's not working electrically, and you're over there getting the wires rolled out, getting your resistors in place, and we the thing is fixed, I'm going to say this is an electrician. But what the church does is advertise sometimes even when it cannot deliver. Now, I'm not talking about the whole church. I'm, when I say that, I'm going to speak in general. So what I've learned to do is don't worry about what they call you. On my YouTube channel, I'm called, it's called The Word with Shep. Shep is, Shep is a name my dad, granddad gave me. He was blind and I used to lead him around. And so I didn't want to put my name out there, Matt. So I said, I'm going to put Chef on there because I don't care about whether they know me. Now, they had to see my face because I'm on a YouTube channel. But right. I wanted to be like John the Baptist, my brother. 
They went out to John and tried to beef him up and said, who are you? Are you Elijah? Are you this? John said, I am a voice. Hold up. You're a man. Mm. You got all of this. But John had his perspectives in order. He said, I am a voice crying in the wilderness. Who wants to build a church in the wilderness? <laughs> Who's going to come to your church in the wilderness? It doesn't make sense. And I think this is what bothered the Pharisees. This guy wears camel skin, eat honey, and is out there in the middle of the wilderness, and the people are leaving the city to go to the wilderness. And this is what I'm saying to you. Don't, I'm telling you, just be led by the most high. Because what he's going to do, he's the one that brings the increase, right? And so yes. the people flooded out to John. And when they got there, they tried to make him something. He said, oh, no, no, I'm a voice. Brother, that's what I am. It's my mouth, yes. But it's his thoughts coming through this. And I take that literally. So I can't just say anything to people. Meg, I've been talking a good bit, brother. I, 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 let me, I want to stop. <laughs> this, this is a chat. This is a, hey, this is a chat between Shep and, and Matt, right? So, so uh, um, but, um. Hey, man, uh, hey, man, look, look, you were in such a role. I was like, I was just sitting back and just taking it all in because you know what? I, I, I understand your passion. And this is going to be funny when Myra actually sees this because she's going to say, wow, there's finally somebody that can actually out talk <laughs> my husband. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, you no. do have passion, and that's one of the other things that stuck out to me. Yes, you see it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so let me share that, that passion because, you know, like I, I kind of glossed over it a little bit uh, with Marlon because I was really just under the direction of his questions. But okay. here, I can be a little bit freer. You know, see, I, I come out of the matrix. And the, the matrix is this, this natural world that we are living in. It, it is the box that most people are living in. They wake up every morning. They basically do the same thing. They basically understand the same things. And ultimately, they just don't go anywhere because they are just part of a system that systematically yeah. moves you from one place to another. But you can never, ever understand total liberty in that situation. Now, taking that yeah. to not all, but many that are in the local church, it is part of that same matrix concept in that they have been bogged down with doctrinal beliefs and theological understandings that have nothing to do with the most high God. They are right. things that have gone down from tradition and through generations to generations to generations, they have just gone through the motions. And I'm saying all this now is because I was birthed out of that system and I found myself doing the same things. Shep, I knew how to get dressed for church. I knew mm -hmm. how to be the pastor's cheerleader. 
I knew all the churchisms and I knew all the things that they put into my mind that I should say that honestly, when I look back on it today, had nothing to do with the actual move of God. And Shep, wow. I got to the point where I hit against a wall that I could no longer penetrate. And I knew that God was talking to me directly. And I mm -hmm. knew that the things that he was sharing with me were in conflict with that matrix. Uh -huh. And so I had to come out of that system mm -hmm. for about five years. He had me in what I call my own wilderness. Gotcha. Where yes. literally I had to empty my mind of yes. everything that I had learned all the things that I was bringing to the table about my understanding of God and basically pray and ask him to fill me back up yes. with the truth. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, it was, <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't know how long this was going to last, but it ended up being five years but when mm -hmm. I came out of that, I, I kind of referred to it as my Midian experience. You know, just like Moses, he had to yeah. get from among them and had yes. to get out there yes. into the wilderness to understand and actually hear from God and hear from people of God that God has sent. Right, right. And that was where... I found myself, but after that five-year uh, sabbatical from the local church, I came out of that transformed. Like, like, so if if someone were to ask me, you know, when did I receive the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior? I would mm -hmm. tell them April 1991. But I realized, Shep, and you kind of you kind of pointed to this earlier. Man, that was just the, the tip of the iceberg. Because what I had not been shown is discipleship. All right. And mm -hmm. and and they called it discipleship because the, the idea of the matrix, their idea of discipleship, okay, we're going to go into minister's training. We're going to have a Tuesday, Wednesday night Bible study where only one person is going to talk and there's no interaction. We're right. going to uh, put you uh, into... Uh, uh, a situation where, oh, now you can occupy the front of the church because now you're a part yeah. of the team. Right, right. But, but I don't necessarily want to encourage you to actually share the word of God because mm -hmm. if I did that, that would take away from the shine of the one who's leading. 
and, 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 I, and I looked at that thing and I was so discouraged when I was still in that madness. But you know what, God, he shook me up, man. And what he did, he said, he said, man, did I ever tell you to be part of that? Come on, man. Mac, you're a grown man. I've given you a mind. I've given you the abilities. I've given you the gifts yeah. to be able yeah. to do my bidding. So why yeah. are you continually listening to people that I did not put in your life? And Shep, mm. Mm. that was the light bulb that went off. And man, I have not been the same since. And so I'm saying all that is because um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, <clears throat> verse 17, it says, therefore, yeah. if a man be yeah. in Christ, yeah. he is a new creature, new creation. Yes. Those things, behold, those things of old have passed away, and behold, all things are made new. And yes. Shep, I understood it, man, I understood it. I realized that when Jesus was on the cross at Golgotha, and when he said, it is finished, man, yeah. I realized that, oh my God, he he's talking about all those things in the past before yes. his manifestation on earth. He's talking uh -huh. about the present day. Yeah. And he's talking about the future, which yeah. means that even then, over 2000 years ago, he had already paid the price for me and for you and for anyone who would accept that price and understand yes. that with that sacrifice also comes a responsibility on our part. And so yes. here's the thing, man. Yes. If we are new, why is it that so many in the local body of believers continuously go back to the trough and eat the slop of pigs when mm. God has said, oh, I've released you from that yeah, madness. Yeah. And here I am. I'm outside of this yeah. matrix. I am new and I am organic and I am free. And because I am yes. free, you as well can be free yes. in me. And man, ah. it, it look, it took me to a place where I could no longer not hear the nonsense that's coming from a lot of these folk that call themselves apostles and prophets and whatever else they want to call themselves. And I agree with you, brother. Look here, man. I don't need any title to define who I am. Because you know what? God has given his own title for all of us. And that title mm -hmm. is servant. And mm -hmm. as a servant of the most yeah. high God, the only thing that I'm concerned with is 
going through the one ministry that we all can share together, and that is the ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. That means, yes. Shep, we have to talk the talk of our creator. And yeah. at the core of that conversation, we must talk about the things that nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear about repentance. Nobody oh, wants to hear mm. about being uh, crucified. No one Come wants on. to hear anything about denying self and following. And in fact, nobody wants to hear the word words of Yeshua because Yeshua, the greatest salesman on the earth and in the heavens, he's the one. Listen to what he sells us, man. He sells us that, hey, baby, if you want to have the blessings and the riches of the most high, then you're going to have to understand that in order to do that, you are going to have to deny your flesh. All the things that you want and you think you need, that you care about, those things can no longer have any kind of presence in your life. In fact, you must die. To, for to live is Christ, to die yeah. is gain. You yes. got to die to everything that you thought you wanted in the same fashion that the apostle Paul understood, man, all these accolades, all these achievements, everything that I could call myself, my status, both in the Jewish world and in the Gentile world, what good is it if I don't have Jesus in it? I count it as dung for the yes. excellency. Yes. Of Christ. Yes, sir. And I'm saying this, man, because we are living in a world right now in which nobody wants to hear about that. I said that Jesus was the greatest salesman because he sold us on the fact that we have to die to our flesh, that we have to be wounded, that we have to deal with all kinds of trials and tribulations and all kinds of negative activity for yeah. his sake. Yes. And we're supposed to love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yes. great salesmanship, man. That is great salesmanship. And so, look, all I'm trying to say is that we have been given this newness, but we are dealing with the people, you and me, that keep wanting to run back. It makes me think about old um, uh, song that just says, you know, we fall down, but we get back <laughs> up again. And yeah. I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that kind of story. That's right. You don't have to continuously right. keep falling down over and right. over again. If he has made you new, then you don't deal with the old wine in the old wine skins any yeah. longer because right. you are dealing with new wine in a new wine skin and no longer do we have to look back like Lot's wife and be pillars of salt and blow away when yeah. we can yeah. have <clears throat> life and have that life more abundantly in Christ. Yes. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I'm, I'm over here sweating as though I was the one preaching. You preaching so hard, you got me sweating. Look, I think it's just because, look, we care so much. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, even when I'm sitting next to my wife, I've got to be cognizant. I can't be but so uh, charismatic. I might knock her out of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah says, like fire, the word is, you know, shut up in our bones. What you say yeah. is so true. And I, and I know <clears throat> we don't have, to, uh, hopefully we'll do this again. I mean, because I'm absolutely enjoying this. Uh, but I know, um, I, I was going to say this. One of the things you were talking about, you were saying what they don't teach. And, you know, like long suffering. You know, that's one of the, yeah. that's one of the things. Yeah. Which, it's like, the Most High is going to rescue me out of everything right now. Well, if he does that, you're not going to develop character because you need to go through something for a while. Gold has to be refined. Silver is refined through a process. And, um, you know, you hit. And one other thing I'll say um, is, as you explain that, I think about a person that's been on drugs for years. Right. Then they go to a center. Right. And in that center, they give them a room and everything. But a lot of times when I see the process, you see that when they're kept away from their drug. They go through withdrawals. They're sweating. They're doing this. And when you were talking about your five years away from the mm -hmm. church system, that's how it was for me, even after pastoring for a while. Because, I mean, I've served as, as an elder under other ministries for years. You know, I mean, I've had the opportunity to sit in the pulpit and get next to some of the probably the biggest name in Christendom people will use. I, so the most high allowed me to be in atmospheres where I saw the people who they see on TV. And he would let me get close to him enough to see him to show me that they're men. Men will exhort men and make them great. And what happens a lot of times, the people, sometimes they actually make people gods. They won't literally say that, but you give so much honor that you will move quicker if they tell you to do something than if the Holy Spirit directs you to do something. And so for me, it, it was like I had the opportunity to, it came important in my ministry the ministry he'd given me, where I had the opportunity to buy a bigger building and do some things. And the most I was just let me know, you know what to do. And I'm like, what do you mean you know I know what to do? He said, the way y'all are trained. He said, now you're going to have to have revivals, but they're not going to be for the loss. They're going to be to make sure money keeps coming in. Now you're going to have to yeah. do this. In other words, he was describing to me what we begin to rely on to be able to be sustained and do what he's called us to do. And I told him, I said, no. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, the freedom we have here, the freedom, I mean, you, you, you blessed us to have enough money as the saints come and they give where we could go out together and we could fellowship. We could go and buy uh, go. We went out into the community and, and found a uh, family that's really going through. I mean, you got roaches in the house and all that. We go and have the house sprayed. We, we find situations where people could connect and get furniture. And we put furniture in there so the kids don't have to sleep on a park bench. I wanted the people to see ministry. I wanted them to see this is why the church exists. We don't exist to come in here and everybody look at me. And you see the back of my the person in front of your head. And we sing a song. And you have tithes and offering. And we go out. We are here to become more like Christ, disciples. That's what we've been talking about a lot tonight, discipleship. Yes. We're here to learn what he wants us to do so we can go do it, <laughs> you know? And, and, and for me, I would go in and teach that way. And I would tell the people, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Because in the mindset mm. of most people in the church system, they think you're going to be there as long as that church is there. And I'm like, no, the church is not a building. That's a Western philosophy. The church is the ecclesia. That means the called out one. 
Yes. If we go get in a tent on the back of a grocery store with the church, if we meet in a barbershop with the church, it doesn't matter where we meet, it's who we are. We're not going to church, we are the church. Yes. You see? And so, you know, he just took me through a lot of withdrawals. And he would ask me why. Once I started pastoring and I was no longer just an elder under another pastor, I would go to do something and he would say, why are you doing it? You know, say for instance, right? Uh, I, I preach a message on Sunday night or Sunday and the person had to work that night. So we'll go and put it on CD and record it so they could be able to get the CD, right? Yeah. So in churches I was in pre previously, now I'm just saying how he dealt with me. This is him dealing with me. You know, I'm getting ready, putting the labels on it and everything. And it's like, you're going to, well, okay, we'll give this to you for $10 or $15. The most high asked me, I got a question for you. Freely I have given you. Freely mm. you're supposed to give. The words on that CD, he said, who brought the CD? Whose money brought it? The saints. The equipment you used to record it, who brought that? The saints. The anointing on your life to express my thoughts to them, who gave you that? You did. Why charge my people for something I want them to have? Why charge them? And I'm like, but this is what I've always seen. This is what I've always been told. And he would take me through these areas where he would withdraw. I had to go teach brother on topics that the church do not want to deal with, but they make it the highlight of the entire service. And I ain't gonna get into that. Mm. That'd be a whole thing. But I meant people do stuff and they've been doing it for years and they don't know why they're doing it. And the scriptures have not been exhausted. You have not studied them enough to know where it applies. And what he told me was, you speak the truth. And he said, do not put a burden on my people that I have not put in the scripture. And I take that literally. And so I would teach and free and free them. But I always tell them, Matt, don't just take what I said. Here are the scriptures. Be like the saints of Berea. I think it was Berea. Go and study the word for yourself. See if the things mm. that were said are so. But what we're in is almost like a plantation type system, brother. This is the best way I can explain it. You got those that make it to the big house. They used to be slaves out there living in the little shack. Right, right. Picking out in the field. But now they're able to work in the kitchen. That's your, a lot of your elders and your ministers. And, and so the master, I hate to say it like this, but this is just how I've seen it. The pastor and the senior pastor and stuff like that, they now, the people are given, how can I say it? Well, now, if you if you do what's right and show up on time and do this, and, and here's the church <laughs> covenant, and, and here's new members class. Instead of new members class being about the things that Christ preached about, new members class is about making sure you tithe. Here's what you need to do to tithe and get this in. Here's what you need to do. Here's our church covenant. Here's what we believe. Here's the, 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 the pastor and the first lady. I don't even get on that because that word is not in scripture, but I'm not going to get on that. Oh, the pastor and the first lady, you. the first lady over there, the word first lady comes from the word diva. Now you're dealing with uh, uh, goddesses back in, I don't even get into it if I get into it. So my point being is people, I will come in and preach. Say, pastor, invite me to come. And I come and preach. I'm free, brother. What the spirit of the Lord is, is liberty. So when I preach, I, I preach freedom as the spirit given to me. You could see the saints sitting out there like, I can't believe he said that. He said it and it's true, but I can't believe he said it. And you could see the bondage <laughs> breaking from over them. But as soon as you leave, you know, word got a way of getting back to you. As soon as you leave, the pastor know how to wrap it up and let them know, well, you know, that ain't really us. And that ain't what's going on at our church. And, and y'all need to continue to be faithful to pastor and all the rest of it. I don't have no harm against pastor. He's my brother. What I got problem with is I need to tell Pharaoh to let God's people go. And that's where yeah. we are. 
They are being used, their resources are being used, their money is being used, their time is being used to build cities for men, to build an edifice for men, to send people on a cruise through the Caribbean. We are wasting resources. We are wasting time. And, and when we're supposed to be just giving them the word so they could grow up and be fruitful, and they may not come back to that church. But that's fine if they don't come back. Let them go and be free to do what the most I call them. But that, that's enough of me saying right there, brother, because I get excited again about it. No, no, but I'm, I'm telling you, man, oh, gosh, you hit so many, so many cylinders with that, those last comments. I, I'm going to just kind of summarize that into that, that analogy of the field and the big house. That is, in fact what is going on today. And, and what I wanna also say is like, when we talk about all of these uh, uh, books in the new covenant, when we're talking about Corinth, uh, Colossae, Ephesus, they were the churches of a location, not Come a on, building, <laughs> not yes, a building. Sir. That's right, brother. Not a building. When we're in <laughs> Revelation and, the, and, and, and God is addressing the churches, he is not addressing buildings or structures. He is, in fact, talking location, regions. Yes, yes. And, and we need to understand that nothing that is going on today even reflects the church that was birthed in Acts. And how does that and make that, you feel? How does that make you feel? That statement you just made right there, that, doesn't that hurt your heart? To know yes, that the person you're representing? Yes, that's why I can't be a part of it. That, that's exactly why. Because it is not a reflection of what Christ deemed to be the church. Yes, sir. Church. And he died for it, Mac. He died for it. He bled yes, for Yes, he did. Right? Not us. Yeah. It's not our thing. We can't do what we want to do. Exactly. Exactly. And then, let me, because you hit on it. Gosh, you hit on it. Um, so let me, let me tell you a real quick story. So one of the things that really got me into the gospel ministry initially came through music. As a, a music minister, uh, that involved both uh, singing and also playing an instrument. I, I played the piano. That was my entrance way into the kingdom. Here's the thing though. Um, in the beginning, I was just like everybody else. Oh, I wanted to go out there. Maybe I was gonna be a B.B. Winans. Maybe I was gonna be <laughs> Lonnie McClurkin, I was, I was looking in that direction because, hey, you know, the only thing that I knew was that the, the avenue in order to share your music, you had to go through the industry. But then, mm -hmm. Shep, I got a taste of that industry because oh, wow. in that industry, I'm going to tell you this, and, and, and it's no different between the secular and the so-called sanctified, they're all the same 
when they're part of that system. Because in that situation, literally, I took my music to one of the top uh, program directors in Washington, D.C., because that was the area that I was living in then. And I sat there. I had about eight songs. Um, I had worked on my, I wrote all the songs, right? And um, the, the, he listened to it. And then he asked me a question. He said, uh, Mac, who are you? And I said, well, wait a minute. What kind of question is that? So I went the way that I thought I should be going. Hey, I'm a child of the most high God. Uh-huh. No, no, man, I didn't mean it like that. I'm talking about how do you see yourself? How do we market you? Are you going to be Kirk Franklin? Are you going to be Donnie McClurkin? Are you Ty Trivet? You, you understand what I'm saying? In other words, that industry does not care about the gospel. They care about how to pimp the gospel and how to make Image, money yeah. off of it. And that's when I had to come away from that. And I understood what you said, man, because just like you were talking about uh, the, the sermons and, and, and making people pay for that thing, why should anybody pay for God's music? And I got convicted that no longer would I ever do anything where I was going to charge anybody, not only for like a CD, but also if I'm coming to your area and you want a real praise and worship, I'll give it to you <laughs> on me because that is what God has given me. Yes. Man. There is no price tag for the worship of God. <laughs> it's not something that can be sold. Come on. And here's the problem, man. In that uh, big house and field mentality, everybody is looking to be free, but the only way that they can see freedom is through money. Yes. And money uh, is not the answer. No. Because money in and of itself, will only keep you in the same box. You just have more stuff than other people. But the real freedom is when, like you did, you can go anywhere and you share the truth of the gospel. Like I said earlier, if you're sharing the, the truth and you got a whole bunch of people, mega kind of people that are following you all over the place. They're not even calling out Yeshua's name anymore. Uh, They're calling out your name. Oh, uh, come on, brother. You know what I'm saying? You're going uh, to conferences where you're dropping thousands of dollars on videos and on booklets and, and hotels and all of these things for a man or sure. a woman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. To just pimp you out of your resources that could have been going to the widows and to the orphans. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that is what upsets me, man. 
That is yeah. what gets me fired up. That's what makes me angry. I believe it's yeah. that same kind of uh, uh, of righteous anger righteous that you were talking yes. about earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Christ in the temple. And I understand even more. I, I'm sorry. I understand even more now when the word of God says, be angry, but sin not. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that's the whole problem, man. The people of God haven't been righteously angry enough to look at their world and say, <laughs> this madness has got to stop. Got to stop. Yes, 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 brother. Yes. Oh. Well, you wrapped you wrap that up. You wrapped that up very well. Yes. Uh, thank you, Mosai. Thank you. Woo. Wow. Well, look, hmm. look here, man. We, we are going to wrap it up, but but let's not make this the only time that we come together and collaborate. Right. Absolutely. I look forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Man, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your walk. I appreciate the fact that you understand that the ministry is God's. The kingdom yeah. is the number one reason that Jesus came to this earth. We just happen to be the byproduct through salvation to be part of that kingdom. But in fact, when we look at Matthew 6, all throughout the Beatitudes, but when we get to that model prayer, mm -hmm. Jesus is actually announcing there that in fact, he himself is that kingdom come. <laughs> he just didn't say it that way at that point because he had not fulfilled his earthly purpose yet. Right. But, but he is the kingdom. And if we understood that before we can even deal with uh, areas of salvation and sanctification, that we have to understand that God sent his son to establish the kingdom. Then we could be saved and then we could be discipled into the beautiful and wonderful promises that God has established for us. You know I want to say something, but I'm not going to do it because we've been on here a long time. But brother, <laughs> you you hitting something, man. <laughs> uh, There'll be there, there'll be another time if the Lord give us life. But you 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 stirring something up inside of me there, brother. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's precious, yeah. man. We're part of something Thank precious. You. Wow. <laughs> well. For purposes of this, man, thank you so much. Um, again, it all started through a separate program, but God had another mission in mind. And you initiated that because you started this dialogue and now it's come together where we've gone from just uh, replying back and forth to each other to all of a sudden, we got each other's emails and phone numbers, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and you know, and now I might when I when I'm in the United States, I might have a reason to go to Georgia now. <laughs> <laughs> they say Georgia. 
Well, yes. I'm, I'm just so grateful. I do believe it's of the spirit of God because I, I try to be sensitive to him. And uh, just from the first time I heard you, I just felt like, you know, even, even the same way, you know, with Marlon. And I, I am so grateful for him and having us, yes. even on his his program. I, I thank God for that brother and, and, and love him, you know, for what he's doing. But, you know, the most high does things. He does things for a certain reason. He just, you can't make, if you tried to plan it, you wouldn't get it right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He does things that, he just knits it together. You know, he takes, you know, a person knits a, a sweater, you know, they bring different threads in there. The most high knows how to do that. And Matt, because of the season we're in, there are going to be people, because where are we getting ready to go? I'm talking about as a the world. They're going to get tired of the merry-go-round. Just hopping on every Sunday, just going around and around. Don't really know a whole lot about Christ, but I helped purchase a building, helped brought a pew, helped whatever. That's not going to do it. They're going to want to know him. And that's why people like my, me and you, and there are others, there are others. Yeah. And, and we, should, we should pray for them. We don't know who they are. But I, I believe when I was praying, I was praying for you and I never even met you because I knew there was somebody else out there that said, wait a minute, I found a treasure in a field. And you know what? I'm going to buy the whole field to make sure I get this treasure. And that's what I get coming from you. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to have him, and not leave him behind and it become about us. So, you know, pray for me and I'll pray for you um, because this is an important work. And you touched on it in Matthew 6, and I, I think it's verse 33 when you're talking about the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and mm. his righteousness. Then all these other things. I mean, we ain't even be, they shouldn't even be in the scope of it. We want the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? And kingdom deals with laws and the laws is his word. It's how he operates. And you're right, brother. He had to come and establish that. And I said I wasn't going to touch it, so forgive me for going. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to deal with that. But, but it's burning in my heart. You hit it. And this is what I'm talking about. You could tell a worshiper. So a worshiper, when they talk, there's a certain language of a true worshiper. You, you, you can pick it up. You, you hear lots. You won't hear much I. You're going to hear a whole lot about the king. You're going to hear a whole lot about his purpose. You see what I'm saying? And And... It's just, this is refreshing. I just say that. This is so refreshing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, look here, man, because if anybody else says any other thing, then we're going to be going forward. For another <laughs> yes, hour. we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but look here. God bless you. Um, man, it, it has been, this has been so, so good. So good. Um, yes, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what God has started, what's being manifest here. It'll be exciting to find out what direction all of this goes in. And I'm, I'm very serious, man. Um, let's not uh, lose connection. No, I don't plan on it. Uh, this is something that I, I believe is of the most, I believe is of the most high in, in, in crisis. I believe he's he set it in place. So, and and you know the beautiful part about it, brother, it's like a flower growing. You don't really have to do anything with the flower but water it. All we got to do is water this. The Most High is already designed for it to do whatever it's going to do. You don't even. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't even stress over stuff like that. Once I know it's His, I just water it. You know. So you know, we continue to pray for each other and 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 um, praying for just. The work of Christ being done in this day. Amen. With that said, uh, for the 
Adoration Talk radio audience, for the audience that supports the word with Shep. We thank you for uh, taking some time out to listen to both of us. We um, yes. are just excited about what God has in store for you. And yeah. we just pray and ask that you would seek his face and turn from your wicked ways. We can establish our portion of that kingdom with Christ in this earth and reconcile those who are lost to him. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.